Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening to another week. And as I'm recording this, I just came back from our little mini vacation, which is what this episode is about. Now, I did one a while back about taking a little small vacation to Vegas during COVID time. And this is the same thing, but we went to Arizona, which numbers are supposed to be going down, but they're still up in the air. People are getting vaccinated, but not enough. People are still catching it. There is a new strain, a more contagious strain with the potential more to be more, with the potential to be more deadlier than the one we have right now. So you're probably thinking, why the hell would you go out anyway, take a little vacation? Well, we thought about it. And to be honest, it was an invitation for my sister-in-law to celebrate her kid's birthday. Usually they go to Florida every year, but... For obvious reasons, they're not going there. They wanted to go to Big Bear Lake, wanted to rent a cabin, and that fell through. My sister-in-law got a little bit scared and freaked out. Not because of the COVID and everything like that, but Big Bear, there are certain rules, certain uh, volume limits to have, you know, for for guests. And there's a potential of being evicted that night and losing all your money for the nights you've been booked. So, scared her away. But she still wanted to do something this past week, but she just didn't know what. So we said Vegas since we went last time, and honestly, we felt decently safe. So me and my wife were talking, and we're thinking, well, why not the Grand Canyon? She had mentioned the Grand Canyon before, but never, never really alluded to anything. So we did our research. We fell in love with this hotel called the Grand Railroad, Railway Inn or something like that. And their main little thing that they do is they have a train that actually takes you to and from the hotel to the Grand Canyon. And for us, that was a no-brainer. Not because it was for my sister-in-law's kid or for the birthday for them. It was a no-brainer for us because <laughs> our kids love trains. They love road trips. And it just seemed like the perfect little getaway. And there's a McDonald's around the corner, so... It's a dunk for my kids. So we got a little excited, told her sister-in-law. She kind of stalled for about a good week or so. And we got to the point where we just said, fuck it. We're going to book it ourselves and have our little mini vacation. So she ended up booking it. We booked the hotel for two nights. We booked the train tickets, a uh, round trip, and everything costs about, I think it was around $379. It was like under 400 bucks, which... I don't know about you, but to me, it sounds like a great deal. But of course, doing our research, they all had COVID guidelines. They all had safety per- precautions. They all had safety measures, which made us feel a little bit better. But being Arizona and being a little bit more liberal, a little bit more Huntington Beach-ish, if you are around from the Orange County area, it was still a little bit of the eye-opener, the eye- eyebrow-raiser of, well what's going to happen when we go but the hotel had implemented a bunch of things you know from not having like the maids the housekeepers should i say don't want to offend anybody so the housekeepers you know you were staying more than one night they won't enter your room 
for you know precautionary reasons spreading covid um certain checkout times a lot of things in the actual hotel were closed some of the restaurants the fitness center the pool was open and of course upon entering the building you had to wear your mask and when we got there it was just us not us in the whole whole hotel but when we checked in at our time it was just us so we felt very safe and strategically thinking about things driving over there we know majority of the time was going to be in California, still a mandate, there's still a mask wearing thing. So we we're just the four of us in our car. We drove, we stopped maybe about twice. Um, everybody had, had their mask. And even at the hotel, everyone had their mask in the surrounding areas. But a lot of the people, so not a lot, but some of the people around the actual, because we stood in this little this town called Williams, which is decent hand throw away from the Grand Canyon itself. So, of course, we get there. We had no idea it was going to be snowing, and it snowed a couple of days ago. So, there was snow, piles of it everywhere, which added more gratification to our decision of actually going. We weren't going to eat out places. We were going to get food and bring it back to the hotel room, which we did for the two nights. Upon, you know, going to the train in the morning, we left at 9.30 a.m. It was about two and a half hour train ride to the Grand Canyon and once we got there it was around three three and a half hours to walk around explore do hiking take a little shuttle and then it's back on the train at three o'clock three fifteen, and then another two and a half hours on the way back which having a two and four year old sounds like it's going to be an issue or a problem but like I've said before my kids love trains so this little trip of them was nothing but spectacular they love looking out, looking at the woods, looking at all the pine trees, the snow, the animals. In the actual train cart, you had the options to either stay in your coach car, which by standards, it was absolutely fine and perfect. There was a restroom in the cart, the seats were cushioned, and it was air conditioned slash heated. And you had the option to go, you know, first class, which is a little bit of a thicker cushion, yet curtains on the window, but... We decided let's have a more authentic train ride and just stay where we booked it. And upgrade it was like being like, it's gonna be like an extra two hundred bucks, which wasn't wasn't the issue. But we just said you know why upgrade? Good decision on our part because a lot of people who were on the train upgraded, and when we passed by that cart, it looked packed. So we dodged the bullet right there. But on an actual cart, there's maybe about. 12, 14 people, including our family, all adults. We had the only kids. Everyone had their mask. Everything was quiet and very enjoyable. Now, when we got to the actual Grand Canyon itself, there were people not wearing masks, which, you know, to each his own, that's their own belief. That's their own thing. You could call it insensitive saying, you know, they're not thinking about the others that they could potentially spread, you know, the virus to, but we're not going to start anything. We're not going to start busting a carrot on them and trying to shame them whatever we just simply stay away from them and mind our own business keep continuing having our mask and that's what we did unfortunately it wasn't like it wasn't crowds everyone was spread out it was no different from actually to kind of compare the two sizes of the people that were there at the grand canyon that we've seen and interacted around i think i see more people at a target than what was there that day 
So we went on a Tuesday or Wednesday. We went on Wednesday. So during the week, not a lot of people, another check plus for us. And when we came back, perfect too. And me and my wife were talking, to, you know, we were kind of worried about COVID, but to the point where we said, well, we're not going to do something that's going to make us feel too uncomfortable. And if we got to any situations where it was going to make us feel really uncomfortable, really anxious that there's too many people wearing a mask, well, we're going to stay away or we're not going to do it. But with everything that, was, that we seen that we were around, it was comfortable and we continued on to our trip. Now, being from California, growing up in Boyle Heights, there's this always this kind of defense mechanism that you always have with you, thinking that something's after you or someone's after you, especially when it comes to race. Now, I know we're in Arizona, but it's my first time in the actual state. I may have passed through it when a couple of years back we went through Utah, but not to actually like get out and walk around and talk to people. Now, I know we're in Arizona. A bunch of tribes, Native Americans, a lot of the gift stores that they had there, they sported the Native American spirit, you know, for merchandising purposes, whatever. But second night, you came back from the Grand Canyon, went to go get this pizza spot. We went there and we had the intentions of ordering the pizza and taking it back to our hotel room. Absolutely fine, right? So I had my guard up, especially when it came to racist interactions. I kind of prepared myself, you know, I'm this big 6'1", 300-pound Mexican guy with a beard and a shaved head. So even here, I still get looks, even from my own people, if you want to call it, to other races. Still, I'm intimidating for whatever reason. I'm not, but that's just how it goes. So I kind of prepared myself, you know, try to keep cool if anything were to arise and the first day and a half, absolutely nothing. Now, when the second day, when we came back from the our train ride, we went to the hotel room, kind of rested a little bit, and drove up to the street where this pizza place was at. Got decent, actually got good reviews. It was on the Route 66 little strip that they have there. So we go there. Streets are empty. No one's walking around. No one's in the shops. No one's in the restaurants. I feel it felt more like a little tourist town, but with COVID and everything, people are staying away. Another thing that kind of benefited us and made us feel more safer, if that helps. So we go to this restaurant, we go to order, and right before we say anything, this girl kind of jumps forward and says, oh, we're not doing any sit down. It's just takeout. And I looked and there was a guy in the bar. There was a family of four sitting down eating. And I kind of looked at my wife, and I wasn't too sure if she had registered or anything, but like I said, my guard was up, and that just triggered a red flag. I'm like, what, what the fuck's going on? Like, am I in those positions right now? Is this scenario actually happening? Doesn't help that the whole staff, everybody in the whole restaurant was white. So I hate to think about being in racist scenarios, but I kind of felt like in the moment it was one. So I said, you know what? That's fine. Like we wanted to order out anyway. Take it back to our room. Said okay. So another lady rang me up, got my order. Said it would be done in 24, 25 minutes. 20, 25 minutes. Now my sister-in-law that I was talking about, the one to go on vacation or invited us, she actually booked everything on herself. But we didn't stay in any room close to each other. Our train tickets were completely far. 
and when we got to the Grand Canyon, we were kind of separated and our families did our own thing. It was more like of a, hey, how's it going? You know, what you guys do? And that's really about it. It wasn't like we didn't hang out too much on the trip. So after I ordered, we seen them and they're asking, you know, what we're going to eat. We said we just ordered the pizza and we were looking in the next shop. So they go order and they come back. And my sister-in-law, she always has the luck of when it comes to food, they either get her order wrong, there's some issue, or there's some like hair on her food. So I kind of looked at her and she just shook her head and she had this pissed off look and her husband was just laughing. And I told him what? He's all, oh, they don't want to serve us. That number two, that was another flag. I told him, what do you mean they don't want to serve you? He said, yeah, they didn't want to serve us, but we told them that, you know, we weren't going to leave anywhere or, or whatever. And another guy ended up saying, you know what, I'll just take the order. It's fine. Already, that was the second red flag. I'm thinking these, the store is like racist. They're going to spit on my food or, you know, what the hell's going on? So we're waiting outside for our food and I start to think like, well, I'm looking around, there's nobody around. There's all the stores are pretty much closed. All the rest, other restaurants are either closed or closing. So I kind of got a little light bulb in my head. Went online, Googled it. Keep in mind, we ordered around 6.45, 6.50. And this place closes at 8 o'clock. So right then and there, my mind started diffusing everything and breaking it down and analyzing everything. Well, it's a pizza place. When we got there, it looked like they were kind of busy making food. And they close at 8. So you think about it, our food is going to be ready by like around 7.20ish, 7.30. They still got to clean everything up, start shutting everything down. It's very, very understandable that they don't have people to linger too much because the town's pretty much shut down like at 9 o'clock at night. So they just want to get home. It's, I think it was like 30 degrees or 20 degrees at that time. But they just want to go home, relax, do whatever the hell they do and... It wasn't a race issue. It was just, I got to get home, clean everything up in here and make sure everything's good for the next day. But like my buddy was talking about in one of, you know, in his podcast, you know, shout out to them. It's called BSing and Friends. Find it on Apple, Spotify, other spots you can find. You can find a podcast. I should just listen to it. But he brought up something, a kind of similar notion of when you go out to a different state, you kind of rev yourself up and prepare yourself like if there's any like racist scenarios that you might get yourself into. I honestly thought it was that, but in the end, it was literally nothing. But thank God that I'm not one of those people that jumps to a conclusion very last second and act on impulse. Because if I did, that could have got in a very bad situation and a very bad ending for us, them, everyone all around. A little lesson for anybody listening to this. Whatever happens, just keep quiet, think, analyze the situation before jumping into conclusions, and really think before you open your mouth. Try to be nice as possible, be courteous, and you just move on. So the third and last day, we wake up, and we actually have tickets to go something called Barazona, which sounds kind of crazy, but it's like a two-in-one zoo. And a two-in-one zoo, not like a two-way petting zoo, where... You pet the animals and they pet you back. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a zoo where you stay in your car. You drive around to the animals. They could walk up to your car. 
and you could see anywhere from deer, antelope, not antelope, why did I say antelope? You can see anything from deer to wolves, bears, bison, and a couple other animals, all in the comfort of your own car. And at the very end of the zoo, before you exit, there's a little walkthrough zoo, which they have more bears, they have bobcats, they have jaguars, they have like little things like little Henriettas, little porcupines, little office reference there. They have turkeys. You know, it's, it's a fun little thing. You walk around, there's a little gift shop, you're done. So we wanted to go there very early when they open up. They open at nine. And when we got there, we were literally the only car there. And we decided to go early because, well, from Arizona, well, from Williams, Arizona to where we live in Orange County, it was about a good eight hour drive away. We ended up making it in five, which is, well, five, six minus Arizona time. So six hours, pretty good. So we got to the Arizona early. Driving around, we were the first cars, and the experiences there were fantastic. The kids loved it. We had animals walk up to our car, trying to lick it. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for us, um, during the bear side, you couldn't stop because the bears would start going on your car, so you just had to keep going. And for the wolves, you had to have your windows up, obviously for safety reasons, and I doubt anybody's going to dispute that, but... And in the walkthrough, we got off. There was nobody in the whole little zoo opposed to another couple. And that was it. So we got to walk around, and it felt like we had our own little private zoo for a good half hour. And that was honestly more than, I was like 30, 30 40 minutes. But that was honestly more than what you needed to walk around and everything. It's a small little zoo. Um, obviously, when pre-COVID, you could tell this place was a big tourist attraction because they had a little beer garden. They had a nice little restaurant towards the back. And I mean, unfortunately for them, you know, business has slowed down and, you know, from COVID and everything. But fortunately for us, we got to escape and have a little bit better precautions and not have everybody around us. So we went to the gift shop. We got stuff for the kids, of course. And by the time we were coming out, then a lot of cars started coming in and a lot of families started coming in and we were happy because we felt like we dodged a bullet we weren't into somewhere that was too crowded we felt safe and we got in a car and drove our merry way home so the overall experience this time going out on a little mini vacation in covid times it was it was honestly pleasant i did kind of get freaked out about the whole notion of catching something but we took our precautions and i had i honestly think that it this will be the last one for a good long while this was just kind of a spur of the moment thing not started by us it was started by our sister-in-law which yeah she invited us we hardly seen her and it felt more like our little vacation because <laughs> everything was just right up our alley kids included too so definitely definitely if you do travel, be safe. But if you do travel, it is strange traveling during this time. So definitely memorize everything. Take as much pictures because we're, we're living in history right now. So we're going to look back on this in 20, 30 years. Hopefully everything's good and there's not something else that spawned from this, like a 12 monkeys scenario. And we can really take everything in and learn from it. But definitely I would recommend going to this spot once everything's a little cleared up and if you do decide to go 
during this whole chaos of the COVID times. I don't know. I would suggest going during the week. A lot less people. Yeah, everything. A lot of the restaurants and bars closes at nine, but you really don't need them right now. So as I sit here finishing this episode, I'm just relaxing, watching Gladiator because I still I still feel a little bit tired from the trip, which sounds weird because you're sitting down driving for like six, seven hours, five, six hours. But there was something that I never experienced before, and me and my wife <clears throat> got ahead of it, and it's called elevation sickness. And the Grand Canyon, it's 7,000 feet above sea water, above sea level. Used to, where we're in Orange County, it's around about a couple hundred feet where it looked like we were paying attention to the signs going back home. So from a couple hundred feet to 7,000 feet, big difference. So the first couple, well, the whole time we were breathing heavy. I thought it was because I was fat. And no, it wasn't the case. I, I looked things up and... Apparently, you could get sick. You could have shortness of breath. Breath. You could have shortness of breath. You could have fatigue, dizziness, nausea when interacting in a spot that's elevated so high. It's from four to 11,000 feet, and we know we're at the 7,000 mark. So we felt tired, did a little thing. If we did a little extra of anything, like physical-wise, man, that we start breathing heavy and... You know, fortunately, nothing happened to the kids. It was just us. Like I said, I thought it was because I was, you know, a very large, large person, which I'm not, but I always tell myself that it's just this elevation. So if, if you do decide to go to that location, kind of prepare yourself a look into, you know, elevation sickness. Maybe you can get some medicine and prepare yourself or, I don't know, something preventative. Have fun and try to be safe in whatever you do during these times because it's it's stressful. It's stressful and a lot of mental illness, a lot of mental issues, a lot of physical issues. Like I've I've gotten anxiety going to the market when I felt like there was too many people around me. So just be careful. Watch yourself. Try to find something good and positive to keep your mind off things. And honestly, stay stay off watching the news for a little bit because if you watch too much of it, you get sucked in the little black hole of fear and worriness. And the last thing you need right now is to fill those emotions on top of whatever else you may be going through. So definitely check it out and let me know what you guys think. Thanks. Bye.